for the Geek Girl Riot. Geek Girl Riot. Hey, Adobe and the Rioters. Guess what time it is? It's Geek Girl Riot and Jelly Time. Okay, listen. You are rocking with Shireen and somebody who calls himself... Le Salty Negro Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would censor yourself, but that was my fault. I made mistakes yeah, yeah. with my life. Let me yeah, tell y'all yeah. something. All of y'all out there, unless you are black for about three generations, don't say Negro. Don't do it. Okay? Don't do that. Monique. That's a salute, That's a salute to my ancestors. Okay, sure. Monique, please greet the people. Yeah, this is Monique. I'm back. I'm black and I'm better than ever. <laughs> All right, then. Great. Tonight on Geek Girl Riot, much like my co-host, we are introducing you to a whole new slate of train wrecks. That's right. The train wrecks are coming. We're going to do two strong segments of train wrecks. We're going to talk about some of our partners, like Hunt a Killer, which is what we're going to want to do after some of these train wrecks. And today ticks, because who doesn't love a good show like some of these train wrecks? You see, guys, it all comes together perfectly. So again, we're just going to jump into it. But in our last segment, we're going to be talking about BIPOC entertainment that you should be getting into. And there's a lot of that too. Philip's going to break the rules because that's what he likes to do. But you know what? That makes it fun. So I know that Monique has been literally burning up to talk about this first train wreck. Why don't you get into it, Mo? I want to talk about Drake. Drake is already a hot ass mess as it stands on his own. But let me tell you that he's been a having sensitive some hot ass mess. <laughs> His ass should be sensitive. He's been having some dalliances, some some, some rendezvous, some midnight trips. So he hooked up with a, um, with a model. I dare say Instagram model, but I'm not sure if she's an Instagram model, but I heard about this story on the radio. And so, you know, they can get little things wrong. Mm-hmm. So he and this model were... Um, on fuego, and they had an entanglement. They had an entanglement. Some adult activity. <laughs> Champagne poppy pimping. I mean, that's how you do. That's how you when do. the festivities were finished, mm-hmm. <laughs> said young lady decided that she was going to um, partake in the party mm-hmm. favors. Turkey based herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. But little did she know. Wait, do y'all know what turkey basting yourself means? Should we tell them? Turkey basting means that after the festivities are over, you take what Monique calls the party favorite, what me and Philip call a fresh bag, and you you take the turkey baster and you basically um, fertilize yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you will be with child. And said child will be your lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. It is a time dishonored tradition. Years. So the young lady decided that that was what she was going to do. But little did she know that Mr. Drake likes Beyonce and carries hot sauce in his bag swag. Hot sauce in his pocket. Rocket. <laughs> Drake don't get ready. He stay ready. <laughs> Keep it spicy. Keep it spicy. <laughs> So she inserted herself with hot sauce. That's what you said? She did. He put the hot sauce in the condom, put it in the trash. She obviously did not look at that condom because how do you not? Well, I mean, I you so see something red right? inside of a condom and you're or like, yellow, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and put this in there. Right, because we, we Caribbeans got some yellow pepper sauce too, as y'all well know. 
So why did she put that in there? Because she thought, she, was gonna, she thought she was going to win the 18-year baby lottery. All I'm saying is Drake was like, I ain't getting caught like I did in Degrassi. I'm getting ready. But what I, I got questions. My first question is this. He got a little pocket of hot sauce. Like he got a little <laughs> travel size hot sauce. <laughs> he just carried his pocket. I mean, and two, oh, go ahead. You want to answer that question, fella? Please do. I ain't going to be mad at him because I know black people carry hot sauce and whole condiments in their purse. So I ain't saying I ain't mad in at him. In their purse. How big but is Drake's pockets? But it's usually to base some food that, you know, is bland. I really don't think Sprinkle. that the intended use of it is like to... Um, See, this is what I want to know. Where is it sperm. written? Where is it written that hot sauce is a spermicide? Like, did it... Mm. Like, my whole thing is, you just being petty trying to burn the hooey. But honestly, did it kill the sperm or are they just going to have some spacey hot wing babies? Like, what's happening? Right. I think he proved it does. I, I think he proved it does because she ain't pregnant. <laughs> we don't know that. I mean, did she call an ambulance? I mean, I mean seriously. And what did you tell them exactly. when you did call them? And she tried to sue, so apparently it Yes, on top out. of that, she decided that she was going to sue for damages. <laughs> and all I want to know is, what lawyer did you hire? But does capsaicin kill sperm? That's all I want. I need science. Does like the heat I, kill the sperm, son? I feel like you hopping on something that I think she ain't pregnant, so obviously it worked. Somebody must have told him something somewhere somehow about when in doubt, Spicer, use some Pete's to fix your stuff. So Texas Pete won't do nothing, but uh, he had to use some of that Caribbean pepper sauce. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what's, that one, what's, that, what's that hot sauce commercial? Frank's hot sauce. I put that shit on everything. Drake approved that shit right there. I'd have put that shit on everything for real. I mean, man, yo, child. They need to hire Drake. They need to hire Drake for a spokesman for Frank's right now. Hot Cheetos. You're going to have a hot Cheeto baby. You know how kids like hot Cheetos anyway. Your kid be the most popular. Actually, kids like hot Takis. They don't like no Cheetos. That baby coming out looking like Ghost Rider. Johnny Blaze. Okay, y'all. So so let's move on to the next train wreck. Philip, I know you got some. I mean, my favorite right now, it truly makes me wonder if you're going to go to TikTok because TikTok don't fail you. Carry so on. this child. She can't be more than 25. Literally goes on this rampage explaining, I don't understand why people use soap and water on their arms and legs when they take a shower. It's not necessary unless there's visible dirt on your appendages. If not, it's just a waste of water. That's her speech. She did not say that, did she? Yes, she did. Now, Shireen, you know how I feel about this. That oh, I will take a shower two, three times a day if I have to. <laughs> I dare you to come near me saying this nonsense. But why was it specifically arms and legs? And so she fine with cleaning the trunk. Like, that's good. Mm -hmm. But not the arms and legs. All I know is, is that she said it with such passion with her whole ass chest. In defiance, I went to go take a shower and wash my arms and legs. With soap? <laughs> with body wash? I did. Body wash, body wash and a loofah. Just all no. of them. I was just like, I can't let with that With hot happen. sauce. How about we do this with hot sauce? It will get you clean, but it, I mean. All right. So here's my train wreck. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always good with him, isn't it? 
who who gave a speech in front of people, like people, actual, like you know, like a grown ass adults. Yeah, an audience of the globe, and he mm-hmm. says to them, African American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Hey, look, I'll take it. You gonna disassociate me with America? Fine. Make sure you give me my 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 acreage and my mule, please. Mm-hmm. He literally called you an African American. Mm-hmm. Let's Dilly. go and separate this place up. Let's go and divvy mm-hmm. shit up. Do it today. Okay. All right. Then. I don't know. I don't know. Do it this man. If I have to live in a land where this man is leading, please divvy this shit Kentucky, up. Kentucky, you take your part. Why mm-hmm. all these years? And he he just living off your wealth. Well, he totally mm-hmm. stole your wealth. You ain't got it no more. Stop mm-hmm. him. I'm just sitting there looking at this like as many numbers as Americans. So what does a I wish somebody would have said, so Mr. McConnell or or bitch Mitch, what <laughs> do you define as Americans? Who's American? I need an answer. Uh, that 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 argument always annoys me. When people mm-hmm. are like, oh, we're the real America, you know, let's hear what the real Americans have to say. I'm sorry. What are you saying? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I thought anybody who lived in any of these 50 states is the real Americans and Puerto Rico. I'm going to ask the Lakota and the Anishinaabe and the Pamunkey. I'm going to ask mm. all of them folk because cause mm. they, they're the real Americans. Well, they, they don't use that term, but they're the d- indigenous folks to this land. We're going to ask them. Mm-hmm. You know, we got whole Ojibwe nations we can ask. How about that? You got time for another we got, one? I mean, yeah, Philip. My favorite trade wreck this week, brace yourself, Julia Fox and Kanye West. Who is Julia Fox? What is happening with that there? I mean, is it a requirement when you date Kanye? Well, uh, we're about to go go there. Do we need to dress as twinsies when we're dating Kanye? I mean, what's the business here? I seem to understand this. Is that a requirement? I don't know who this woman is, but apparently she seems to be all on board with Kanye's foolishness. At Paris Fashion Week, they showed up in a minivan that's $400,000. Ain't no minivan ever going to be worth that kind of money. Not not if you got kids. Apparently, you are wrong. Kid, kids don't care about a $400,000 car. They will pee, puke, and throw food everywhere in that joint. You will what find you? stuff in your cup holders. <laughs> Never want to see again. <laughs> I'm still flabbergasted by Kanye and this low-rent, no-frills Kim that he got going on. <laughs> Wow, did you call that woman a low rent Kim? A low rent, no frills Kim. No Mm -hmm. frills. She great great value zero, basically. (laughs) She great value. You call her generic Kim? Dang. I mean, I don't even know. I'm I'm going to assume she's not a terrible person. She didn't appropriate black culture, I imagine. But (laughs) (laughs) so I'm sitting here looking at it, going out and going, they want all leather, and Kanye decided he's going to wear a full hood on his head. Why they dressed alike for Fashion Week, and then he got a perk because I guess Kanye becoming a fashion mogul now. Oh, he been that. Don't play. So there's some things y'all don't understand about Chicago. I'm gonna help y'all out here, okay? Chicago is the land of dress alike couples. Do y'all know that I knew R. Kelly was being inappropriate with Aaliyah because when Mm. I first saw them together, they were wearing matching outfits. Chicago. That's how you know people are together. Because they mm-hmm. match. Well, I know when I saw Kim and Julia in them outfits together, I was like, now you know that's a Kim outfit. You know you want to put Kim At in that outfit. At least they grown. At least they are grown humans capable of making these choices. Yes, technically speaking, he's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Not technically speaking. 
speaking of this Aaliyah business, mm-hmm. what's up with the all the with the remakes with the new album and all these dudes on the album? And the album sounds kind of whack. Uh-oh. The songs sound real dated. I'm not understanding what they was thinking about when they decided well, to do been this. How many years? It's been a right, long time. But if time. you're going to invigorate it with new artists and you're going to invigorate it with new sound, then how about doing that? Because what were they thinking about with all these dudes on the album? How about there was no women in a world where there's SZA, when there's Jasmine Sullivan, when there's all kinds of women out here? Why is there not one on this album? Help me. Help me help you. Not one. Help me help Aaliyah fans, because I don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Monique. I forgot to tell you. When you celebrating a woman, you need a man to do that. Apparently. Oh, is that what's needed? That's exactly what it is. I, I missed so that memo. Confused. Yeah, that, I that was memo. not aware. You can't so, trust wait, a there's woman no, to represent there's herself. There's not even Missy Elliott's not even on the album? As far as I know. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't it's know about dead, this. It's it's honestly more like we're gonna use a lead name and then basically not pay anybody to do any real work on it. Okay, well you know, in the next segment we got some hard harder things to talk about. So in this segment, I'm gonna close it out by talking about these M and M's. Have y'all heard <laughs> about the M and M makeover? You really, really, really pulling out the train wreck, huh? Mm-hmm. Are you not? Do you not think that's a train? Oh, that is the worst train wreck of them all. So for those of you guys who don't know, or for those of you guys who are as bothered by it as I am, Mm -hmm. someone over at Mars, which is the parent company of Eminem, got it into their head that the Eminems needed to be more inclusive. And by inclusive, they meant flat and uninteresting. So Green no longer has on her white go-go boots. She's got on a pair of K-Swiss knockoff sneakers that no one understands. Basically, they're all wearing the same shoes now. They put brown in some low, low pumps. At least they let her keep her glasses. But red is no longer going to be bossy. Yellow is going to be optimistic instead of naive. And orange, rather than you know, expressing that he has anxiety is now going to be better about admitting to and dealing with his anxiety. So so, so he has a bunch of Smurfs now is what you're telling me. It's really flat. (laughs) It's really dry. And I kept thinking that if Dave Chappelle's show was still on, you know, the Chappelle show from back in the day that we all really liked from back in the day. Notice how I keep stressing from back in the day. If that show Mm -hmm. was still on, this would be called When Trying to Be Woke Goes Wrong. Listen, y'all, mm-hmm. women do not want to stop being sexy. We don't want anybody to take our heels away if we like heels. We also, we, we like to rock a sneaker as long as it's a dope pair of sneakers, but we don't want people to take away our personalities. What we want is to be sexy if we want to be, but to stop being sexualized. That's, those are two very different things. And I think Eminem's missed it. How do y'all feel about it? I agree. A hundred percent. They have gone all the way wrong. I, I have no feelings on the matter whatsoever. It's flavorless. They have taken away any kind of oomph, any personality, anything. And I don't even understand. Like, I understand that it was a woman who did this. I don't understand her point of view. I don't understand where she comes from. If I want to feel sexy, then I should be able to feel sexy. And I don't understand those mid-level pumps that they put on that brown M&M. I don't get it. 
I don't need them. Well, you know what? This has been the first segment of Trainwrecks, and we promise y'all we're going to get into it a little bit better in the second segment, but we're just warming up. You know, it's been a while since the three of us have got it together. You're not going to get the grits conversation every time. So come back. We're going to talk about one of our sponsors right now, Hunter Killer, and then come back and we're going to talk about more Trainwrecks before we get into some of these good shows. Hey, Adobe, we know how you all love a good murder mystery and a good thrill. Well, now you've got a subscription box for one of the most unique games out there, and we're going to need your help in an investigation where you can hone your detective skills from the comfort of your couch. Decode ciphers, examine clues, and solve puzzles. It's Hunt a Killer. Right now, you can go to huntakiller.com slash G-G-R-I-O-T and use code G-G-Riot for $10 off your order. Get out there and hunt those killers. Hey, writers, you're back on Geek Girl Riot for a train wreck episode that's going to lead into something more positive, like all of the good BIPOC entertainment we're enjoying, especially the television shows. That is our special focus. And next week, y'all need to come back because we are going to be paying tribute to some of the great ones who have transcended, or as Philip likes to call it, died. Okay? That's what we're going to do. I like Transcendent. Philip likes dies because he's boring and dry. So anyway, you are on Geek Girl Ride with me, Shireen, and his name is? Le Salty Negro Philip. And? My name be Monique. Okay. Let me off this ride. All right. <laughs> so we are back with some of our train wrecks. Philip, please pick it up with the, the, the train wrecks. If I may circle back to Liam and M's. While you two have made very good points about the flatness of M&M's, what I enjoyed for Trainwreck was one Tucker, Useless Carlson, who went on a seven-minute tirade talking about how the green M&M is no longer sexy, and he was mad about it. Like, he was genuinely mad because, as he put it, the green M&M is no longer smashable. And okay, I'm sitting did he here say going, that? Yes, he said he okay, is tired so of it. Okay, so you let in our very real concerns <laughs> about the presentation of women and, and mm-hmm. film-type characters be overwritten by Tucker Dumbass Carlson. I actually need to do that because, you know, any opportunity <laughs> that Tucker takes to make himself look stupid, I, I'm I'm here for it. This is, this is my point. Like, the man is completely useless, and his stupidity literally outside the fact that this is a pointless exercise by Eminem, and I'm sitting there just going, you, on the one side, you have your argument. On the other, we have Tucker Carlson sitting on. This is the greatest advertising they have ever had for Eminem. This is millions of dollars of advertising right there and on a failed campaign. Going, this is not a good campaign, but people can't stop talking about it. And Tucker Carlson on Fox News like, I want me some sexier Eminems. I'm like, you a creepy man sexualizing the Eminem. He and is a very like, creepy man. Mm-hmm. You know what, Philip? You ruined it. Why'd you even bring Tucker Carlson in this room? We don't have... That's not train what we do here. Wreck. Train he is a wreck. full-on train wreck. You're right. He's four five trains wrecking. Mm-hmm. Let's go find something more entertaining now, shall we? Well, I got lots of things. Monique introduced me to one of the founders of uh, the Proud Boys and his super black wife who likes oh, to child. reenact Ku Klux Klan scenes with him. Oh, it's, it's yes. mortifying. On oh, their I'm living sorry. room wall, she has a photo of herself, a black woman, being carried off into the sunset by her husband in his clan robes with his hood on. Looking like, it's like gone a with grand the dragon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she butterball butt ass naked. 
here's my question. Yeah. Wouldn't the head of the Proud Boys, or at least one of the chapters, actual snitch for the FBI? Yes, and he was brown too. So you got <laughs> the brown one, and then you got you got the white one who's married to the self-hating black woman, and they mm-hmm. have kids, y'all. So be afraid. Man, if this wasn't real, this be an episode of Law and Order, and I'd be out there going, "God damn, this is diabolical and genius on television." <laughs> like I keep thinking, this is clearly not real. So why mm-hmm. couldn't we have a better storyline? I mean, Dick Wolf would have fixed it. Dick Wolf would have fixed it. <laughs> Dick, Dick Wolf would have had them trick everybody. I kept hoping that the two of them were going to lead the, the, the white supremacists to an empty warehouse and then blow it up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not- <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be a better story? But this woman is bare behind, butt ass naked. Letting this man this, carry man. her in full clan gear with the cross on the forehead, like full clan with a, gear. With a, with, a, with a big smile, too. A big, huge ass smile. And an afro puff in the back. Mm-hmm. This is terrifying. She out here like Steven from, Dejan- from Django. Right? Like, <laughs> like just Auntie Ruckus. Oh, Jesus, wow. Every day these fools drag me further and further away from the Lord's light. <laughs> I mean, just. She's like, running around here talking about Calvin. Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> Are we okay, fight, Calvin? Fighting for my place in heaven. And y'all making it harder. Man. All my life, I had to fight. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Damn. That's where we at, y'all. That's what 2022 doing to us. We was mad about 2020. But 2021, now we up in them streets. 2022 was like, hold my beer. I just don't understand why you would. This whole show is a Chappelle episode. Chappelle show. It's Chappelle show skits, y'all. I'm waiting for Wayne Brady to pop out. All, all I know is, is this. It reminds me of that one couple, of interracial couple, black man, white woman, where they sitting, where they standing in a cotton field, extremely excited. And he goes, we are in love. And because of that, he is my slave, and I love bringing him home to parents. And he is out there holding her in the middle of a cotton field. Oh, yes, I saw that. They had the engagement photos, and they took their engagement uh, photos. Oh, the those. Field. That was mm-hmm. mortifying. Mm-hmm. Oh, my that was- gosh. That was mortifying. Wasn't that like oh. reversed, reversed images of enslavement? Wasn't that what they did or something? No, they actually what had they- him in chains. Like, he was a slave. Yeah. No, they did that. Mm-hmm. They did that. Oh, but he was black, though. He was black and she was white. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I my brain tried to erase that. Mm-hmm. It was classic. It's classic. That's horrifying. Philip, why don't you tell everybody about that invitation you received one evening? Hold on. I'm scared. Oh no, we're not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's a little too personal on that one. But, uh, let's just say the sentence, the sentence thrown at me int- include the term Negro bedfellow. Say what now? <laughs> Did you just tap your mic? <laughs> Did, your mic Did you just tap off? your mic on it to see if it was on? <laughs> like you were like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. My mic broke. Tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone check. One, two, one, two. What? Say what now? <laughs> what say you, sir? Why don't you say somebody apparently had a partner of a darker persuasion? Oh, Jesus. And apparently I was... And sadly, what, and while I got no problem with the date maps, this particular individual felt the need to invite me to his bed with his Negro bedfellow. Hmm. 
I was like, you just know they got plantation shutters. <laughs> Monique, ain't, you, Monique, ain't you glad you married and settled? I am. I am. I 100% am. Because I cannot be involved with this tomfoolery. It's mortifying. It's mortifying. That's what's in the streets today, sure. That's rainbow. That's what's in the streets today. That's what I'm fighting. I shall refrain and refuse. Once no. Again, every day the people in these streets drag me further and further away from the Lord's light. That's where we at. I rebuke this nonsense. Get me behind me, Satan. I just Man. don't understand I how, think, we I mean, got I... to, how we got to hot sauce Trojans and, and enslavement reenactments with clan Man. leaders. Why? What? All, all I'm, Why? All I'm all I'm saying is my man said that, I punched my router. I blame the internet for that one. <laughs> well, you know what they said? 2022. Also, <laughs> also 2020. We are in the bubble. We are we are circulating. It's not moving forward. We're just going right back around again. Man. I'm, just, I'm concerned about the timeline because let me tell you something. <laughs> it's Groundhog Day all day. Every day. I mean, more days. Ever it's Groundhog since they day. turned on the Boston Higgs Things been a little wonky. The Berenstein Bears suddenly became the Berenstein Bears. And like people of a certain age remember it with a steam. And then younger people are like, no, it's stained, as pointed out on Peacemaker, because that's real. Some of us remember that Sinbad movie. Something is very wonky, y'all. Listen, mm-hmm. listen, I need to be able to pick my timeline. I can't be doing this. Okay. You can't force me into this nonsense. I you refuse. You're going to find Dr. Strange did because apparently he doing stuff now. Spider-Man, I mean, no, Spider-Man No Way Home taught you that. I don't want to interrupt him in the middle of a spell, though. I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm so bothered. So I, I'm going to give y'all the choice. I can tell y'all the funny side of a bi-ethnic couple dealing with, you know, the differences in their heritages. Or I could tell you a, a train wreck that is really not a train wreck, but is actually a major problem. Which one do y'all pick? Um, Let's go with the major problem. Yeah, might as well. All right, the well, major problem. We are, we are we already there now. So, so Trey R. Kelly Jr. songs. No, oh, Jesus. It is alleged that he raped UNLV basketball star Dylan Gonzalez, at which point those of us who didn't know, like mm-hmm. me, Monique educated me. Educate us on Trey Songs, Monique, please. Uh, he's been accused of sexually assaulting uh, and sexually abusing several women. And Dylan just happens to be the most high profile of those women. But it just goes to prove you that, you know, even a man that you find to be attractive, that you think is talented, is not above abusing women. Why? Because it's not about the sex. It's about no. the power. So mm-hmm. you think that you would exude over other people. The nerve yeah. of you, Trey Songz. Tell them the about Kiki Palmer, please. So Kiki Palmer, another beautiful Black woman, powerful in her own right. He invited her to a party, so she thought. And she gets there and it's, surprise, his music video in which he wanted her to star in that he tried to coerce, nay, he tried to harangue her into starring in, which she did not want to do. So she had to literally lock herself in a closet to escape him and his friends who were harassing her and trying to get her to be in this music video, this so-called music video. She made a whole YouTube video about it. Mm-hmm. Um, before you say anything, Philip, I also want to say that one of these women said, and I quote, I got peed on. 
I don't know what was happening. He just did it. That's a quote. Mm -hmm. And now do we have to sit here as long as it took for y'all to get R. Kelly out the mess that now we got to sit here and deal with Trey Songs? As long as we had to deal with R. Kelly, as long as we had to deal with Bill Cosby, and now you want to sit here and allow Trey Songs to do the same nonsense? Come on, let's go. Let's go, people. It's 2022. Seriously. We still haven't dealt with, dealt with Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey or Louis C.K. or the ongoing list of people in music and in television and in film, these these people who are abusers and predators. We, we just now starting to deal with Chris North. That's you right. Know? Wealth and fame should not be a barrier or an excuse for you not to be uh, living by the laws of a civilized society. Women are not here to be your playthings. Young men are not here to be your playthings. Other people, other human beings are not here as your playthings. We have to change the culture because a lot of these dudes, Russell Simmons, a lot of these guys were raised to think that that was manly, that that's what a man does. Now, now I'm not saying all men think this or all men took this wrong. But when you listen to the music, when you read the books, when you watch the old movies, you see a certain pattern emerging, which is this idea of dominating women. And oftentimes to the point where you take choices away. This is a bad thing. And we have to completely change the way that the culture, like you said, we have to change the culture so that everyone respects each other. It is maddening and upsetting when we realize how unprotected so many people are because of the abuse of power that these folks exert. And, and it leaves so many people vulnerable or afraid to speak out or afraid to lose their jobs or, or just traumatized to the point where they submerge the whole experience. This is a terrible thing. And it does need to be stopped. There needs to be not just laws against it, but laws enforced. There's, there's laws against it, but they're not enforced because mm -hmm. people want to blame the folks who were attacked. Mm -hmm. Especially when they're a victim of somebody who is wealthy or famous. Makes a lot yeah, of money for other that, people. Yeah, because they think that, you know, oh, there's no way they, they would do that. They wouldn't want you. They can have anything that they want. Mm -hmm. But then when people are able to get anything that they want, they want the things that, you know, they shouldn't necessarily have. The things that are yeah. not easy for them to get. Or they think that they're entitled. Th that they have the right to take things, right? They're entitled. They think they can take whatever they want. It's horrifying. It really is. And, and we've, we've come to the end of this segment and we're going to talk about something joyous, which is today ticks. Alex, I wish you were here. So do I. Because we have to go and see Mean Girls, the musical. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen and instead make today ticks Today Ticks is your one-stop shop for theater tickets with the best value on tickets to Broadway and beyond. And it isn't just for Broadway or London's West End. You can also find tickets in cities across the country and around the world, including Chicago, L.A., D.C. with me, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. Oh, I love that. And I love that you can book your tickets months in advance or, you know, you can grab some on the day off because you like to treat yourself. And I love a rush ticket. See that show you've always wanted to see, like us, or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash GGR and use promo code GGR to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code GGR at Today Ticks. T-I-X 
Ticketmaster.com slash GGR for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. And now let's go put on that pink because it's about to be Wednesday and we're going to the show. You're back on Geek Girl Right with me, Shereen, and... Oh, Les Salty Negro Philip. And the artist formerly known as Monique. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Shows. Pure, unadulterated shows. So we had some really heavy moments in the first two segments where we talked about various things and uh, a lot of things that just really are hurtful to society at large and how we need to look out for each other. I think... A lot of times you hear that rumors about, oh, this person is like that, but nothing is ever done. And I think we need to start figuring out ways to do something. And I don't know it's precisely it's going to take a lot of work. There's a lot of work to be done, but it absolutely must happen. So getting into this last segment, what we're going to talk about is we're going to flip it to a lighter side. You know, we, we really do on Geek Girl Riot like to make you happy. I mean, we talk about a lot of issues, but we also like to make you smile, especially in these times that are really difficult. And so what we're going to talk about right now is some of our favorite BIPOC, especially television shows, and uh, the things that we just really want you to be watching. Monique, why don't you start us off? Oh, so I think we want to start off with the CW and Naomi. Are you excited? (laughs) I'm excited. I feel like I feel like there might be some um jubilation. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to tell you this. I'm excited to be working on a television show that my child can actually watch because y'all know my history. I've been over there to dang Tyler Perry and working on some <laughs> some nonsense. What's it called? The Oval and and, the and, Oval. and Ruthless Sorry. or something yeah, no something fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> and ruthless where we have satanic cults that are doing drugs and raping boys i mean i don't understand oh I'm, gosh oh I'm gosh you need a trigger that. warning on that mouth yeah so yes i get to work on a show with a 16 year old african-american girl who finds out that she is like her favorite superhero superman and she is trying to reconcile herself with the fact that she can save the planet and she mm-hmm. doesn't want to because like every other 16-year-old girl, she just wants to kiss boys and go to parties. Kiss boys? She, 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 I mean, I think she bi. Ain't she or, bi? Or, or kiss girls. Yeah, I think Naomi like to kiss anybody who hot. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi is a DC Comics character created by Brian Michael Bendis, David F. Walker, and Jay Campbell, also known as Jamal. Monique, tell us a little bit more before Philip jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> So we meet Naomi at her uh, at her high school, and she's got a group of friends. I'll call them the Scooby Gang, and they get into various adventures. And uh, the boy that she likes is very jealous of other people who like her. And there are mysterious characters that will play different roles in her life. We've got Zumbado, we've got D, we will have other characters that will come into play later on, and we've got her parents. And all these people want something from her, and all these people. We'll do whatever they need to do to get her to where they feel like she needs to be. All and right. in the beginning, when we meet her, she does not know that she has powers. And it is a chance encounter with Superman that reignites her hidden abilities. All right. Great. Philip, mm-hmm. any thoughts on Naomi? I mean, I haven't seen the show yet. I've basically read the comic. And the thing yes. I enjoyed most about the comic, which I'm hoping they translate into the movie, is that the biggest mystery is who she is, what she can do. 
and what makes her so dangerous, which is the best part of it. Because it's just, like you said, she, she just trying to live her best life. And no matter what happened, people keep interfering with that. Exactly. Just going, why? Why, people? So I just want to go to the prom. I just want to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. I just want to hang out with my girls. Mm-hmm. Well, we and we can tell you that in the comics, which this is not going to happen on the show, so we can tell you this. Mm-hmm. Naomi does eventually become a member of the Justice League. Am I right about that, Philip? Yeah. As far as I know, yes. Well, this this here, this first season is her origin story. So there will yeah. be no there will be no superhero costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be big baddies, though. We will get to yes. meet some really good big baddies. That's very like very said, cool. If it's a fun book, I was I'm excited about the show. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. But I am. and it's on the CW, so you can watch it with your kids. Yeah, let them enjoy a black superhero. Yes. All right. So what you got, Philip? All right. Some of y'all may know that I enjoy me on occasion a, a Star Wars adventure. I won't give too many. This is not a spoiler for the most recent episode, but honestly, it's about a week. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry. There is a character called Black Chrysanthemum, nicknamed Santi, nicknamed Black K, nicknamed BK. And now, thanks to Black TikTok, now named Chublaka. <laughs> I was about to tell Monique that this that this Look, character Chublaka. is a Wookiee. I, I was going to tell her the character is a Wookiee because <laughs> carry on, Philip. He is. Originally, he was kidnapped, genetically engineered to be a gladiator, but eventually he broke out and is honestly one of the best bounty hunters, second only to Boba Fett at the time. So in the story on the TV show, he figures rather prominently in the show. My favorite episode was I still feel maybe the blackest moment in Boba Fett is I have no idea why. They are hanging out in Mos Eisley Cantina, and these four aliens have offended a true blacker somehow. I don't know what they did. But he proceeds to beat the living hell out of them with some electrified knuckle dusters. So he's beating them down. And, and the lovely Jennifer Beals, who plays a Twilight Twi'lek, basically tries to calm him down and basically, basically asking her not to kill his customers. She she, <laughs> she she charms him. She cajoles him. She goes, please don't kill them. We all know you great. As a matter of fact, we know you so great. If you don't kill that man, we will literally clear your entire bar tab. And then all of a sudden, she black is like, oh, okay. Snaps the dude's neck, pulls out money out of his pocket and pays his tab and walks out. <laughs> okay, then. That is the greatest scene I've ever. Like, I've, like I said, I have been meh about the Bullfest series. I watched that and I went, that's the coldest thing I've ever seen, brother. Coldest thing I've ever seen. Paid <laughs> his whole bar tab, Shereen. He don't need no charity. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and qualify it as the main characters of Boba Fett are indeed people of color. And uh, the, apparently Wookiees also come in Negro. All right. So I guess it's my turn. And, and now I have no thoughts in my head. They're gone. They're all gone. Okay. No so kidding. one show that I really do want to talk to you guys about is The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray, which is going to be coming to Apple Plus very, very soon. It stars Samuel L. Jackson and Dominique Fishback. It's based on the novel by Walter Mosley. The show is also created by Walter Mosley. I believe there are six episodes. And what it's about is Ptolemy Gray is an elderly gentleman who is suffering from advanced Alzheimer's. He has a nephew who takes care of him. His place is a hoarder's like picture book. 
through some 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 tragic events, he meets the young 16-year-old character played by Dominic Fishback. They form a bond and they begin to unravel the mysteries, not just in Totomy Gray's head. And Totomy is spelled just like the Macedonian Greek pharaoh of Egypt. But they begin to unravel not just the mysteries in his head, but also... Mm-hmm the problems that exist within his family and the world around them. And as you know, Walter Mosley does not hold back. He paints a very clear picture. Walter Mosley is very much like David Simon. He creates these worlds that are so true to the streets. Right, y'all? Like, like that we understand so amazingly clearly. But with Samuel L. Jackson and Dominique Fishback, who y'all both know are extremely good actors, they bring out these levels to Walter Mosley's writing and you're really engaged by the mystery from his childhood combined with what's going on with him because you kind of get um, senses of a rose for Algeron and, and things like that where you also get a little taste of sci-fi. It's just a slight little thread of soft sci-fi within this story and it is just enthralling you cannot stop you have to find out exactly what's going on and the entire cast is magnificent and you may be happy with the ending maybe not but samuel l jackson plays every shade and the funny thing is is that samuel l jackson is 70 years old and they still had to put age makeup on him to really make you feel like this man was was really advanced in age. So I'm going to definitely recommend that. I don't know specifically when that is going to drop yet, but that's a big recommendation for me. Monique, what you got next? All right. So I got a good recommendation. Last, well, in the spring, I yes. worked on a movie from Big Indie Pictures via Amazon Studios called Emergency. And Ooh. I just watched it at Sundance the other night. It's listed as a comedy. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, <laughs> if you want to list it as a comedy, then perhaps it's a dark comedy, but it is actually quite the thriller. This story is two best friends. Actually, it's three best friends, but we start out the story with two best friends, two black guys that are in university. It's the end of the year. School's about to end. They're about to graduate. They want to go on a legendary tour and hit all the frat house parties in one night. They get home to get ready to go and find a drunk white girl passed out on the floor of their house. That doesn't go well. And then the story begins. <laughs> it is a thriller from top to bottom, from beginning to end, because you're like, holy cow, what would I do if I was in this situation? Scared to death, don't know, like, should they call the cops? Will they get blamed? What's going to happen? They go on a roller coaster ride throughout the story. And in the end, it will break your heart. You'll cry. You will laugh throughout the thing because R.J. Seiler is a damn comedian. He is funny as hell. Sabrina Carpenter, who I had never heard of before the show, honestly, although I understand she is very famous. She was great. (laughs) She was really, really good. She had you really in your feelings the whole entire time. And uh, also is Donna Lise Watkins, who was heart just heartwarming, touching Sebastian Chacon. So yes, if I can recommend anything, check out Emergency from Amazon Studios. Okay. We'll probably be releasing very soon. Okay, okay. Philip, what you got? So while well, it's not it is not BK, uh, the show I actually want to love that we both love is Abbott Elementary. Mm, absolutely. It is a mockumentary style story of essentially teachers in the Philadelphia school system and a tone deaf, and that is the kindness to call her that principal, 
and pretty much just their day, just their daily lives, trying to teach these kids in a crumbling education system in the Philadelphia public school system. It is both funny, kind of sad. They do some deep cuts in there. I mean, everyone in it is great. Everyone in it is like, and Quinta Brunson, who's the main creator and, and producer, one of the producers on the show, is freaking brilliant. Well, if you know anything about Philip and I, you already know that we love Quinta. Like we've we've been loving on Quinta for years. And so we excitedly yeah. went into watching Abbott Elementary. And it is a great, not surprise, mm-hmm. but it, it catches you in a great way. Because as he said, it's got that mockumentary style. They talk to the camera. But it is so Philly, y'all. If you if you know anybody from Philly, if you spent any time in Philly, it is so honestly Philly. But also, as Philip said, it is a comedy, but it has these touching moments and these characters that feel like you can reach out to them because you know them. You've seen them in your life and they've just been turned all the way up to full energy. Mm-hmm. And so a, a young gentleman that that we like to call everybody hates Chris, but whose name is actually <laughs> Tyler James Williams, that kind of plays the male lead in the series. Comedian Janelle James plays the principal. She's magnificent. Cheryl Lee Ralph plays the elder statesman Barbara. And you've got uh, Lisa Ann Walter, who I call South Philly, because she come through <laughs> talking about her Branzino. <laughs> and you've got Chris um, Profetti as the clueless white dude who want to be woke. These characters, they just they just kind of sing. And mm. the, it, it is a hilarious show, like truly hilarious show. We need you to watch it, Mo. I, I definitely will watch it. There's only one thing that cracks me up. Cheryl Lee Ralph is legitimately about 65 years old. And they keep trying to make her look old and it's not working. She looks she look <laughs> damn near 40. If she's 50 max and you're sitting there going, you can keep putting makeup on that woman. She ain't never going to look like the age you want her to. Like the woman, the, the woman ain't aged. They're trying to make her look like somewhere between like 70 and max, right? You sit there going, she still look young. She's younger than half the people in that show. Uh-huh. And, you know, Cheryl Lee Roth always bring it. Like She always bring it. It's like I said, honestly, there are so many standouts and each episode has a, like each episode Surprisingly, on the top surface, it looks like it's just a comedy about something. But then there is a segment. You, if you look underneath the layers, you realize this is a significant problem that they're making fun of, that they talk about. Like, I won't give too much away, but there's an episode in regards to new technologies for teachers um, and how <laughs> the, the, yeah, the story is, it's like it's supposed to help the teachers. But nine times out of 10, it's more of a hindrance to them doing their work because schools, te- schools administrations, and governments tend to pay attention more to metrics, not the actual soft skills that kids need to survive. Like I said, that's pretty much about most of what I do about that episode, but it's a it's a terrifying factor of like how sometimes like the well-meaning principals and government officials who are trying to help teachers really don't know what that means. And so they just like pick the new hottest thing. And that's like the level of depth like these episodes have, which is great. Also, if you grew up in a public school system, you just sit there going, I know that teacher. That was my Mm. favorite teacher when I came up. That was my favorite teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to close us out, um, I have to talk about the BIPOC cast of two shows. I want to talk about the BIPOC cast. So the first show is The Sex Lives of College Girls, created by Mindy Kaling on HBO Max. Um, It's also the other creator, I think, is Justin Noble. Yeah. 
But what I, the reason I want to call a highlight to this show is the writer's room has four black women in it. Four. That's right. And the black characters on this show, y'all from Aaliyah Chanel Scott, who plays Whitney Chase, who is not stereotypical in any way. She's the daughter of a senator. She is an athlete. She's a soccer player. And they just give this character so much depth. But then you've got Christopher Meyer, who plays Kanan, who is this really great character who is on aid. He's working in the um, school store and he's, you know, judged and misjudged by people. And they slowly start pulling back the layers of this character. We've got Lauren Lolo Spencer, who plays Jocelyn, who's got to be the champion of that show. She uses a wheelchair, and they never once make her a stereotypical character either. She is the sexiest human on that entire series. And they let her be all of that. They let her shine in her creativity. And a lot of times we see people want to do these kind of stories that box characters in. And I have to give a big shout out to the sex lives of college girls for not doing that. And also for how they they portray both the Latin and the Asian characters as well. But man, the black characters are strong. They strong, y'all. So to those four women writers whose names I will have to find a shout out, thank y'all. The second cast I want to shout out, and both of y'all are going to love this, is... Uh, I made the mistake of starting to binge Station Eleven. And the reason I say the mistake is because Station Eleven hit me directly in my temple with its writing, its performances, and its presentation as far as the the, the directing, the editing, the music, y'all. Everything about this show is so outstandingly beautiful and so heartbreaking because it is about an extinction-level pandemic event, which we all have this fear of because of the times that we're living in. And it takes you through several time periods, hours before the event, 80 days after the event, two years after it, and 20 years after. And it brings you back and forth through time with all of the characters. It is actually based on a novel also called Station Eleven. But I want to call attention to the BIPOC characters on this show because they are, again, outstanding. Especially, let's talk about episode three. Woo, y'all. Episode three, written by Shannon Houston, Black woman. Starring the great Danielle Deadweiler, who is our beloved Cuffy from The Heart of mm-hmm. They Fall. And um, also starring Gal Garcia Bernal, who is Latin, but I don't know how he identifies, but he's also a star of this particular episode. This thing is written to perfection, this episode. But the whole series is done on that level. But what Danielle Deadweiler does with her character, who is named Miranda Carroll, and what she goes through when she tells us her story of the pandemic, and the fact that she's a Black woman, the fact that she has a traumatic past, the fact that she is an artist who is dealing with the perception of art in Hollywood. Oh my goodness, you guys. I was really, really taken with this show. Um, Philip, I know that you were as well, yeah? Yeah, but I didn't get that far into it. After the first episode, I was like, no, I'm a, I like my mental health, so I'm not going to watch it. It's too, it's too real and too good. It's too real and too good. That's the problem. It's too real and too good. That's absolutely true. Other members of the cast, we've got 
Um, Himesh Patel playing Jeevan, who is a really pivotal character in the series. Deborah Cox shows up, you guys. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. And so it's a show that really gets you. And apparently most of the characters in the book are white. But what the producers have done here, I think Hero Murai is one of those producers. They've really layered in all kinds of characters and and brought them to life in a way that feels authentic. So those are the two casts I wanted to draw attention to. We're at the end of the show, but I think this is well worth it because some of our train wrecks kind of derailed. So I think it's really worth it to talk about this stuff a little bit more. Uh, do you guys have anything to close out? So there's a show coming on HBO called Our Flag Means Death. Oof. It, uh, it's, it's a comedy where somebody starring Taika Waititi as Blackbeard the Pirate, Uh-oh. Fred Armisen, and it's about six episodes. And basically, it's a comedy about pirating and apparently how you don't need to be mean, you can still be a gentleman and a pirate. See, <laughs> obviously, Taika, obviously, Taika Waititi and Fred Armisen is enough. The thing I like most about it is Leslie Jones is in it, and she's not playing the standard Leslie Jones character. Thank goodness! (laughs) Finally! It looks like she's playing an actual character that does not rely on her being a foolish or whatever, which is the reason why I want the show to come out, because the, the small clip you see of her, she's like, oh look, she's an empowered woman beating the crap out of somebody or calling someone an idiot without actually being foolish or being made the joke of the entire concept. Which is and what is I was looking she for. a pirate? Yes, she is technically a pirate. I just can't figure out which side she's on. Mm. So, and like, because she, cause she's wearing a red coat. So I'm not sure if she's like a privateer or a pirateer. Ooh, let's get into and, it. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about this series. Like I said, that's the main reason. I mean, obviously Taika Waititi playing Blackbeard the Pirate is going to be hilarious. But the fact that they gave Leslie, finally gave Leslie Jones her respect as an actual actress. And yes, she is a comedian, but like as more than just the butt of a joke makes me happy. You know how I felt about coming to America. You know how I felt about that that garbage would not wish that on anyone ever should have never seen the light of day. I have have never seen anybody erase their legacy better than what (laughs) coming to coming to America does to coming to America. It, It is just, Anyway, Monique, you got any closeouts or can or should we shut down the show? Yeah, no, I, I don't want to end it on a sad note. So, you know, this has been fun. Mm-hmm. What's the sad note? Just to give a heartwarming, you know, shout out, like I, just a prayer for Regina King and the loss yes. of her son. Absolutely. For her and for any other people who have lost family members to the horrible disease that is depression and suicide, mm-hmm. um, you know, many prayers many prayers for her strength and for his safe passage onto the other side. And, uh, you know, if, if this is you, if you're sad, if you're overwhelmed, if you can't take any more, reach out and ask for help. Always know that you are worth it and that you are loved and that there is help available to you. Yeah. And our hearts do go out to Regina King because uh, she gives so much. Everybody in Hollywood talks about how much she gives and we know that her heart is broken right now. Yeah. And so, you know, just just praying for her to be held in loving arms. All right. This has been Geek Girl Riot only on Adobe Radio. And you are loved, too.